Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Blue Collar Off-Road Podcast, episode 101. Um, Today is kind of a mixed bag, if you will. Um, It's Luke, joined by Richie, and then we have Tony, Jake, and Jason from Good Evening. Um, Graham... And Cody are both unable to make it. Cody got the Rona again, and Graham's trapped at work. So we figured that uh, we'll just go finish off the rest of the good evening trip, because that was a pretty bomb trip. And yeah, so welcome, everyone. Hey, what's up? What's up? Hello. Yeah, that was a blast, by the way. Yeah, so I suppose that we should just kind of cover quickly uh what everyone there drove um because well mine's pretty obvious but jake what's your rig it's uh 87 samurai yep that's a pretty sweet little rig too i literally hopped out and was like oh my god it's so small i think that was the first thing i said getting out of the truck (laughs) jake tell us a little bit about the sammy just don't tell us it's a fucking sammy uh, it's a stock carbureted 1.3 manual trans on Toyota axles, and on that trip, it was on 37s. And then, Jace, what was your rig? Got a 87 Comanche. It's got a 5.3 4L60 Northwest Fab Eco Box to a 205. 60, 14 bolt, 40s, three pedals, even with the auto. Oh, so like basically just a cookie cutter, you know, everyday Comanche that you see rolling around town. Yeah, you know, completely cut the back half off of the perfectly good frame just because I'm a cutter, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, excellent. Um, So. You guys arrived, what was it, a day before us? You guys all showed up Thursday? Yeah. I got there Friday night. What did we miss? Uh, just a little bit in the honey hole. and We just did a little bit of a night ride after we talked JB into it. We were going with or without him, but... Uh, we went down into like the honey hole and then down over the hill by the squeeze and stuff. We just did a couple of things. We weren't out very long, but he broke a brake line or something. Yeah, he um, he dropped a caliper on a rock in at the top of the squeeze and busted the hard part of the brake hose off. That's kind of hilarious. Um, so it sounds like Thursday was pretty pretty generic. I know that I rolled in, what was it, like 11 or so on Friday? Yeah, Friday morning. Kish and Graham were like 10, 15 minutes behind me. So that wasn't that bad. Um, Well, I'll let you guys talk about what happened on Friday and all of that stuff because I've already told my side of it and there's three people here to Tell we, won't hear, we won't hear about the trip from your guys' perspectives. It's totally okay uh, to make fun of Luke, too. Yeah, that's what was... I said. 
Go ahead, Jay. I don't even remember where it all started. It was just like a, it was just a good time. It was like, you know, like I my days all blend together. To be honest, it was. I don't remember. I guess by the time you guys got there, what we went into the honey hole just to start or something, right? And started pissing around in there, and that is just an overwhelming spot where nothing looks like a good line, and everything that you think does turns into grabbing diffs. So you get a little it's bit the honey hole, uh, playground that we were talking about last episode, the last time. Yeah, that's yeah. the playground. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So you know how like everything that. Like there's some there's some pretty ridiculous stuff in just that one little spot, if, you know, and this stuff that looks easy turns into just grabbing all your diffs and everything. It's just you know hanging up on everything. Yeah, you ain't kidding about that, and I think that's basically where I made the Revlimiter debut. You would you agree? You probably hit like DefCon five on the frustration meter there in like your first thirty seconds, I think. <laughs> that's actually just how I normally wheel. Um, uh, yeah. If I remember right, you hit rev limiter coming off the trailer. So I think it was still on the trailer. Rev actually. limiter coming off of the trailer, but yeah, you it did was at the cabin. Yeah, it was. It was still at the cabin. <laughs> I, I, I distinctly remember hearing you hit rev limiter on the way to the trail. Oh well, yeah, that's a given. Uh, <laughs> fucking first thing you do as soon as you show up is show everyone you're an asshole absolutely <laughs> I don't want to have anyone have the wrong fucking idea about me uh, what was it I almost killed fucking Craig in the first like 15 minutes that was kind of bad um, but it was also a consistent theme throughout the weekend of don't stand directly in front of the jeep <laughs> Yeah, you made me go run a couple times. <laughs> yeah, uh, we were in the honey hole, and I was coming up in between that section, uh, just like one of the little fuck around areas, and I ended up getting the Jeep on like a, I think it was six or seven foot tall boulder and just pinning it on limiter until everything kind of, you know, <laughs> threw the mud out of the tires. And then I just let out of it, or let out of it, let out of the clutch, popped the clutch again and started crawling, but he was, like, walking directly in front of it. And I was like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> it wasn't, like, intentional, but, you know, one of those things where I'm looking at the tree, or the top of the trees, and I can't see what's in front of me. And then the nose comes down, and there's a dude standing there. I wouldn't have walked in front of you guys, just any of you, just because, like, <laughs> like, and I'd say Graham probably looked the most tired all weekend, but but all <laughs> three of you guys, JB was more rested after getting there Thursday night, but the, the three other guys were all just looking tired all weekend. Like, well, it was a slog to get everything together to get there, and then getting there was a slog. In and of itself. And then it was just, you know, show up, find broken link bolt, fix broken link bolt, um, and just kind of go. It didn't really, like, there was never any real let up except for sitting around the fire. But you know that we weren't 
fucking resting at that point. <laughs> well, we, were, uh, we were saving a little energy to to go out again. Yeah, exactly. I think we're all feeling pretty good too. <laughs> yeah, right. Might have been. <laughs> Thanks for the moonshine, by the way. <laughs> I'm still sipping on it. I've got the whiskey one left, and that's it. Oh. Uh, yeah, I think that, we killed the apple. We definitely... We heard it, and we heard the whiskey one, too. The whiskey one got down to half, but I took home, like, the bottom of a jar of the apple, and the whiskey one was about halfway. It's now looking at the bottom of the jar. <laughs> that so, apple stuff was so tasty that it was like... It was like, you know, you think there's no way there's any alcohol in that. And then about 20 seconds later, you go googly-eyed for a second. Exactly. That's good it, shit. It did help with the uh, performance on the night ride. <laughs> that's also how you know it's good alcohol, too, is that it fucking sucks up quick on you. Yeah, well, for sure. So, so... I suppose let's dive into that night ride because that was quite the fucking experience for me. <laughs> are, are you talking about oh. the night ride that didn't happen? You know what? That's Before we one. go to that, we should yeah. probably talk about the uh, incidents in Cripple Creek. Such as, but not limited to... What was it, Jake? Did you... You went on your side the first time, right? Uh, I can't remember if it was the first or the second time, but I was oh. definitely on my side. It was that was Saturday. That was Saturday. Saturday. Oh, yeah. Friday, I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah. Um, Friday was it was pretty uneventful because well, for Friday was a bunch of us only did half. Yeah. Right. Friday was not all that uneventful for me. But well, I meant I meant through the part through Cripple was uneventful. Yours was it was after that that it went bad, right? No, that's what I'm talking about. I almost ended up on my side pretty decently in there. I think, Tony, did you get any pictures of that? Um, I don't think so. I don't think I was up there then, because I was riding with Jake. Yeah, we were all the way in the back. Yeah, Tony came up for, uh, like, right as you bounced out of that situation. <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. You missed... I remember him. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, uh, go ahead. I just remember you ramping out of something. Yeah, you missed peak my driving. Um, <laughs> I just I got into a position where Richie was able to stand up straight and look up at me through the window of my door, telling me <laughs> what I was uh, hung up on. Because I took, you know, where the uh, the exit that we dipped out at was. Yeah, I took the really really far left line on that. So, I practically oh. had to lay the Jeep over and, like, put my rock sliders on that section of rocks there and my rims on that section of rocks to keep the body from going over. Right, so you guys took the exit where Gage kind of, that big slab rock, right? There's, like, that for that. For that, yeah. Okay, yeah. That was was that the spot where yours broke the last time, Anthony? Where we had all the tires I think it was off. Right after that, because they yeah. 
did I I think I told you guys about that when we were down there, right? Where yeah. my starter went out. It was past there, right? It was right in there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's an exit there. Yeah. Yeah, so I went up the far left side of that and um it didn't go well. But and you know how small those rocks are that I was <laughs> putting my slider on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That place uh, full of small ones. Yeah, you know, the size of a small single family home. <laughs> you ain't kidding about that either. Um so that night ride on Friday though, I guess, you know, you're right about Cripple being pretty boring. Um did you guys hit any other trails? Because I know that I dipped out. I'm not sure. I think it was with Jake as well. Yeah, because yeah. I, I broke an axle shaft and had to go fix that. Well, that was all on that was all Rubicon, right? Because we so yeah. we left Cripple, then went to Rubicon and did that, and that's right. where. Rub- yeah, Rubicon's where Luke almost ran me over. Well, that- you already should have known not yeah. to stand in front of him. Um, yeah, right after Luke, were you there for Graham's roll? Or did you yeah, dip right yeah. before? Okay. Yeah, I, no, I, I dipped roll. right before. Yeah. I was not there for Graham's roll. I was already <laughs> apart on the trailer. Oh. Oh, you were? Yeah, you were. Yeah, uh, I was already up top. Yeah, that, that roll was funny to watch from the outside because it was yeah. so gentle. Looking back at the video, I couldn't see that hole that his driver rear dropped into and actually caused the rollover, I couldn't see it through his Jeep because I was standing on the passenger side toward the back. And by the time... Your piss-poor spotting struck all weekend. It was fine. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you'll have that. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, That was just... I'm still new at this. Hmm? I'm still new-ish at this. Yeah, it's okay. We were all new at one point. I just got to give you shit, too, because it was like, there was a couple of times where it was fucking comical. And, like, the incident where I almost ran you over and you were trying to get in front and, like, tell me to, you know, bump the wheel a little this way, bump the wheel a little that way. And I'm sitting there and, like, I'm talking with Richie and I'm like, I'm just going to be sending this fucking thing. It doesn't matter how my wheels are cut. Like, get the fuck out of the way. And away we went. Luke was fucking yelling out the window to get out of the way. I was yelling out the window to get out of the way. And no one could hear fucking either of us. I was further up the trail and I could hear both of you. But I think those guys close were drowned out by engine noises and rev limiters and shit. Well, yeah, well, Jake, that one, like, not, we were not all that concerned about running you over. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm um, too old to run. I stay the hell out of the way. <laughs> Later that night, Graham was worried about hitting his shit. <laughs> but we'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, how did that section look from the outside? Because it felt perfectly normal inside of the Jeep. Pretty violent. It wasn't even that violent. Which one? 
Uh, Wait, you almost ran them over? Yeah. Uh, it looked like a uh, bobblehead. It felt like that, at least for me. I'm just used to it then, I guess, in that thing at this point, because there was no point in that at all that I felt like I was about to go over. It it never looked like that exactly, but I mean, it was like all over yeah, the place. It was like a bobblehead. It was like, you know, your your axles were planted and the top was not... It wasn't like it was going to fly off, but man, did it swing from side to side. <laughs> yeah, top of a slinky is a good analogy yes. for that, too. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. I looked back in the video, and I got—I had to have had, what, a good five, six feet of air under that fucking rear tire? Oh, yeah. You launched up that fucking... <laughs> and so then... Just to put it in perspective, guys, that is textbook how Luke drove on his 35s fresh out of high school. <laughs> the 60 takes it a lot better than the 44 did, though. Yeah. I remember my first beer. <laughs> uh, those definitely had a uh, play in a time or two there, but uh, there was no beer being drank at that point yet. Sadly. Um, yeah, so let's see. We The recovery on Graham's setup was made so much fucking easier by you having that rear winch on your Comanche. You know, that was something that uh, I honestly like. So having cut the whole back off the Comanche, I need some weight back there. And that's why I'm running a spare and all that stuff. Uh, but I've been real happy that it's been there. You know, just at Good Evening Ranch multiple times now. Like you've, honestly really used it, you've honestly used it way more than I thought you would. Yeah. It's one of those things where I'm considering relocating my battery, right? Just because, you know, one ton XJ, why is the battery up front still? I can put it right behind my seat anyway, and it wouldn't matter. Um mm -hmm. So I'm like, you know, it would be like the same length of lead, basically, to run a front and rear winch. Why don't I just throw a rear winch on? Because my hatch is not coming back. Right. The body's <laughs> mangled. Throw a rear That's winch on it just to get some extra weight back there to keep those coilovers happily sprung, if you will. Because right now, they're still... I really like the performance for going fast, but... They could definitely use another 30, 40, 50, 60 pounds in the rear of that Jeep. Hell, I could even throw a spare in the back and it would probably be a-okay. Yeah, sometimes that stuff really helps more than it hurts. I mean, mine, it rides better with the spare back there and the winch. And my battery is in that. Uh, I have the toolbox in the cage back there. My battery's in that. So just like you said, it's kind of same distance leads anyways so it's like had a winch laying around i was like why not use it you know yeah yeah exactly and it's super helpful for if you have to winch yourself backwards off of something like you get yourself hung up on the front diff and control arms sometimes it's easier to go backwards than it is to go forwards or less <laughs> work it's funny you say that the the real deciding factor for me to use it was uh couple years ago a black friday ride i end up by myself just taking some dude back to his truck 
and uh and i end up just as the front tires dip into some big mud hole my jeep dies so my options are lay in this deep mud hole i find that it's leaking right under the cab the fuel line like right at the filter the line had split or something so i just need to cut off some line put it right back together no big deal but i'm in this deep mud hole so my options were winch forward like 30 feet through the mud or lay in the freezing cold mud and water you know it's already cold it's getting dark if i end up hiking out of here i don't want to do it wet so i winched it totally dead not running had to winch it like 30 feet through three foot deep mud and i was like man i could have pulled it back like two feet and none of this would have been a factor yeah i would have been back up and running and not caring in about a quarter of the fucking time right but i mean the thing was uh, my thoughts were I was still too far from everything. If it didn't run again, I was pretty sure of, the, of what was going on and that I would be able to fix it, but I didn't have a bunch of tools. I think there's a whole bunch of us out that day. And then I actually was, my son Gage had crashed his razor or something. So I guess, I think it was him that I was running back to his truck. Cause we had already taken the razor out earlier that day, but so there's a lot of stuff going on, but I was just like, man, we're miles from camp. So to, to try and walk, soaking wet you know would blow <laughs> so i went for the i was like if i'm gonna end up walking i'm gonna be dry doing it you know hell yeah to that um so one thing that you guys have been to the park i more than i have uh but that struck me was just like it feels like someone took roush right and like left the obstacles the same size, but scaled the whole damn park down by about 10. So that was super cool for me because I might've bitched about it last episode with Nick, but it was kind of nice having the, uh, it be trail to obstacle to trail to <laughs> obstacle really quick. It wasn't like, you know, drive down this long ass trail to hit one obstacle because that's like a premier obstacle it was like no you just you're going obstacle to obstacle yeah that place can really you can just go a short distance and find you know just stuff that'll hammer you over and over i've never been to roush uh but i know that like you know i've been to windrock and you you travel for so many miles that you just takes out what you can get done in a day because all the travel time oh our trip our trip to windrock last year other than trail 15 that's right off the road and then the trail 22 clusterfuck that's right near the general store everything is just miles and miles and miles away yeah yeah that's what i've been told um i was told that's a good park to go to if you want to go fast yeah, there's a bunch of wide open green trails and shit that you could really open it up on. But, you know, it is, it's something, all right. Um, I I do think that, you know, I'm going to say it here and everything, um, because at this point, I think the decision's basically unilateral. We're moving our Labor Day trip there. That's sweet. sweet. So... We're going to, I can't go too far into detail yet, but I'm going to just say that we're going to be reserving a cabin soon. Um, and I'm going to start putting the infrastructure together to get it rolling. 
Um, and I'll keep you guys obviously in the loop about that, but it's going to probably be for all of Labor Day weekend. Um, and there's a lot of stuff going on right now in my life that's going to complicate that, but <laughs> we should be able to make everything happen. And I'm really excited to have all of that happening. Um, especially because the cost difference, if you bring a passenger between going to Roush and going to Good Evening, pays for the extra fuel, and you get to sleep in a fucking cabin. Right. <laughs> like, like the, if you're reserving a big-ass cabin, did you hear what the deal is with the lodge? No, I haven't. So, you know the big-ass lodge right across from the um, office? Yeah. That is a nine-bedroom lodge that has Isn't a, that like a big a night or some shit. It's so yeah. it's nine hundred a night. It's nine bedrooms, and they have a big kitchen, living area, everything like that. But it's kind of set up. I think for big events, they rent out each room. Like each room has a bathroom or something, and they rent it out hundred bucks a room or nine hundred for the whole thing. Yeah. So that might be worth looking into, especially if there's a bunch of us going down for Labor Day. Let's just rent all the cabins. <laughs> we were. Or, I was. private park. Uh, I was talking to the owner. Right. Um, we were discussing renting out. You know the cabin that was not next to us, but the one that's off the little offshoot, like on to the, the right. right. Yeah, to the right. Yeah. We were talking about renting that out, and she's like, yeah, if you want to call early, I'll give you a, we'll cut a, a bit off of the price if you're willing to reserve it in, like, January or February for Labor Day. That's sweet. That's so, we're, we were looking at grabbing that, and I think it was going to be 600 a night, or 500 a night. That's not but, bad. No, it's not bad at all, especially when you factor in, right, like, it was 124 bucks a person for the entire weekend. Right, um, and that was for nine people at 350 a night for the cabin, so. Yeah, so if we get the bigger one, and there's 12 of us, you're right in the same damn ballpark for right. the whole weekend. Plus, you know, that one has better power hookups and all of that. So you can essentially just bring a welder and grinder and everything and be able to fix your stuff right there without having it be like when you're at Roush where you have to go ask to use the welder and like if you've got broken garbage, limp it from your campsite back over to there. Hope you didn't forget any tools or anything. Like, you can just go and work on your stuff right there if you need to work on it, which is killer in my book. Yeah, I definitely have to say about Good Evening, um, I don't think the accommodations could get any better. The people are amazing, the cabins are great, and the wheeling's awesome. Yeah, and, and like... Oh, sorry, being, go ahead. Being 15 minutes from town is also awesome. Yeah. Yeah, you can literally go out and get a nice breakfast and then when you're done wheeling, go get a nice dinner if you want to. And good. Like when I had my sensor and thermostat problems, it was what, Jake? Twelve minutes to advance? Yeah. Yep. 
you know, so that was super fucking helpful. But I yeah. suppose that instead of just stroking off good evening, maybe we should get to that night ride Friday. That never happened, according to Kish. <laughs> well, he was busy catching mosquitoes. Yeah. Yeah, he was looking at the stars and stuff. About the night ride, but I swear, it never fucking happened. Well, how'd you get woke up by the fire? Honestly, I don't know. I just kind of woke you up. Said, you said it was rev bangers over the hill. That was us. No, I, <laughs> I didn't hear the rev limiter until after I woke up. <laughs> you, you guys... You guys were still, like, down the mountain or some shit when I woke up, and I'm just sitting there awkward as fuck, like, where the fuck did everyone go? And it was, like, a well, few minutes cans. later, that's when I was like, oh, there they are! <laughs> you had the stack of beer cans sitting there together. Yeah, and that's that's what really threw me off. I'm like, I did not drink all this. <laughs> when we all stood up for the night run, everyone crushed their beer can, put it in their lap, and we went in the rigs. <laughs> that that was a good time though like because none of us have still haven't seen any of that part of the trails in the daylight that's a bad yeah. sign and a good sign at the same time yeah like you know we're driving along and i ended up leading on that and like that first thing we dipped down over that steep hill to the left uh gage is standing out on the rock and i'm like what's it look like he's like I don't know. He's like, I can't see anything down there, you know? And I, I point my lights down there, and the ledge, there was a big ledge that was blocking the whole thing. Like, you couldn't see any of it. And then we get down in, and it was that super cool, like, skinny little shoot of rock, and then a good climb out, you know? And it was just, it was pretty neat for something that we had no idea what to expect. And then the whole rest of the trail was the same kind of thing. Like, we every we go along, we're like, oh, we think there's a trail over there, but we couldn't see it didn't have like a spotlight or something you know so interesting you'll have to have kevin bring the spotlight with his 21 miller lights yeah <laughs> it's probably a good idea per trail yeah. <laughs> that was the guy that was riding with you right yeah uh just the way he tells stories i, I can't <laughs> capture it but yeah He's funny as fuck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he would have been a good one to have on with this episode, too. <laughs> he would have. Um, this was just kind of like one of those things where I was like, all right, well, half the fucking cast is gone. Uh, we were supposed to talk with Jace about the rig and the competition stuff, but man, it's going to be me bouncing stuff back and forth with Jay uh, nonstop. And Kish is going to come in with a couple of things, but, like, half the cast is in here, so, like, maybe we should just go on the good evening trail, and here we are. Right. Um, so, let's see. Jake, were you there for that night ride? I think you were... Yeah, you were. You yeah, rode with I was, me. I was riding with Craig because I was a bit too sauced up after fixing my shit on the trailer. <laughs> I remember now that that was fucking great. Uh, I'm gonna let you guys kind of go into that because, like, 
I've already retold my rendition, but I it, that was just a good fucking time. <laughs> well, we went, you know, so we got through that big shoot and we went along and then there was a bunch of couldn't see into the woods to know what was there. So then that next big rock, big giant slab rock with the ledge on it and all that which came up and I could see it. So I was like, well... I mean, that's, you know, it's like the first thing I could tell looks like it's definitely a trail. So I'm like, let's just go up this. And, and I kind of like one shot at the ledge, but then the whole Jeep wants to go to the left. And there's a, there's like a big drop over there. And it's like, just turn to the right and work it a little and get on it. And I asked Kevin, I'm like, how's it over there? And he's like, don't go over here. You know, he's like, it's shitty. So I go up, get off the rock onto the steep ass hill. And then I start thinking, I think the trail went to the left. So I stop and I back up. Well, then I did not want to get going again. It was like, keep trying over and over again. Finally get it to go. And I get to the top and like, JB goes around. Ben was in the talent. He went around. <laughs> like everybody, everybody's going around. I'm like, maybe that was worse than it looked. And then I think what you were the next one to pull up, Luke. And some beat downs occurred. And <laughs> it was just. It was kind of ridiculous. Kevin was out there screaming, like, give her hell, bud, and all yeah. that shit. And that's all I could fucking hear over the fucking Jeep banging rev limiter. And I got yeah. up onto that fucking ledge. And right where you stopped, mm -hmm. it fucking stalled. Like, from rev limiter to fucking nothing. With the Used up all the gas it had. Huh? <laughs> and so, like, I went to restart it, and it wouldn't restart at that angle. And, like, I'm priming it, and it would start running, and then I would go to get in it, and it would start fucking bogging out again. And now that I'm saying this, I really can't believe I didn't realize it was the fucking fuel pump. Uh, but <laughs> I suggested that, and you told me no. I was so convinced it wasn't the fucking fuel pump because I had so many other fucking random engine codes going on that I thought it was something else, but, like, now I realize I'm wrong. Um, you were just in denial. It had nothing to do yeah. with the two full natter days that went into your radiator, either. <laughs> Earlier on in the day. One for me, one for the Jeep. <laughs> they get thirsty, too. Yeah. It ran better after I did that. Yeah. Um. So I think for that hill, Graham and I pulled up as you were backing off of it, maybe, Luke? Or we might have been there for when you finally hopped up on the rock, but then you backed off. And then. Oh, excuse me. I think you guys were there for the majority of it because you were behind me when I went yeah. going up it. Um. I was using Graham's headlights as almost like fucking aircraft landing signals from an aircraft carrier because he perfectly illuminated the fucking areas you didn't want to go. Right. <laughs> so, after you backed off, Graham pulled up onto it, and he immediately went second gear rev limiter clutch dump. That didn't do it, so he's like, here, hold my beer, throws his beer at me, and bangs third. <laughs> And then the beatdown ensued until we went out. 
Hang on, you're forgetting the fact that I fucking hopped out, stumbled up that rock, because it was at that point fucking covered in Nitto slime, Cooper slime, and Maxis slime. Uh, <laughs> yeah. To tell Graham that you've got to hook it hard to the right, let it drag you to the left, and fucking stay in that shit. Yeah, I totally forgot that you had walked up to the Jeep and told him that. I, I was pretty buzzed that night, so like my memory's kind of foggy. I have zero recollection after that. <laughs> Nothing at all, dude. Nothing. Good we thing neither one of you guys was driving. We haven't even picked you up yet, Jake. Oh, my bad. No, you were, you were still riding with Craig at that point. What I mean is I'm talking about when I grabbed you and threw you in the passenger seat. Oh, yeah, that was bad. <laughs> that was great. I don't know what the fuck you're on about. <laughs> I fucking laughed my ass off the whole fucking time. <laughs> uh, so, so that had to been after. So after we got out of the top of that, and then we headed over to Jigsaw, right? Yeah. Uh, no, we ended up. I think we went back. I think we went back, regrouped. Oh yeah, because whenever Graham was beating the hell out of his shit on that rock. He had he wasn't quick enough on the clutch when it rolled backwards and it backfired through the intake, popped two of his vacuum caps off. Oh yeah, I remember this part. So then we went back to the cabin to fix that. We tried to steal we stole one off of Jake's samurai and the other one wouldn't fit. So then someone had jokingly said, Does anyone have chewing gum? I happen to. So then I chew a piece real quick, throw it over the other vacuum port. And as soon as Graham fired the Jeep up, it sucked the gum right into the intake. That made a lovely sound, too. It was <laughs> yeah. like the highest pitch whistle you can fucking hear. And then <laughs> and yeah. a little bit more valve slap than usual, and then it quieted right out. So it it's probably just chilling in the oil pan at this point. No big deal. Or his exhaust is going to start blowing bubbles next trip out. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, that was, that was where I picked up Jake. Right. Yeah. Cause what was it that you said? It was something about his seats and I remember fucking dying. Oh, Craig's seats. They're so lean back. You're just looking at the sky the whole time. Mine are pretty fucking lean back too, but they're the fucking super padded ones. And you were, you were like, my fucking spine and ass can't take any fucking more of that. Well, Craig's seats are probably at like a 30 or 45 degree angle. They're insanely lean back. They're Corvo's bolted to stock YJ brackets. Uh, gauges are like that too. I know the feeling. <laughs> Speaking of, we gotta get Gage on at some point to talk about that fucking weird bastard. That freak show. Yeah, that thing's <laughs> a fucking freak show. That's why I keep saying it's like it's like when you go to the fair to to see like the bearded lady and the all that kind of shit. It's that kind of an experience watching this Jeep do stuff. It's like it's like a car accident. Like you don't want to watch the violence, but you can't not look at it. Right. And it It would go way better without the gov bomb in the back. Oh yeah. Yeah, it'll be right. That thing was destroyed, I think, by by Saturday morning when he got there. Yeah. <laughs> Which I did pick up a Detroit for the ass end of his after the trip. 
Good thing it's a 14 bolt. Those are pretty fucking easy to regear. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, the Detroit isn't a full case locker in a 14 bolt. It's more of a lunchbox. It goes in a stock carrier. Yeah. 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 But you'll have to swap the carrier to put a, a, right. a bomb in it or to get rid of the go bomb. I'm sorry. But yeah, it would be easy though. Yeah, that's fucking easy enough. Um, so I remember I grabbed Jake and we took off for Jigsaw. Now I can't remember if Jay went through Jigsaw or not. Yeah, you're so forgetting wanna... about you guys getting lost. Oh, and... we were super lost because your glove box kept falling open. Oh my god, that was hilarious! The light was just shining in my face. Oh, that's yeah. So we were up at at the beginning of Jigsaw, and you guys were driving around down in the woods. We could see you. We're like, where the hell are they going? That explains that. <laughs> oh, that was great. I'll let you tell that story. Go ahead, Jake. All that happened was we started driving down, and then the glove box fell open. So I tried to shut it, and it wouldn't shut. So then I was holding it with my knee while we were trying to find everybody, and then we couldn't find anybody. And then Graham and Anthony came back up and got us. But during that time, I crushed my Coors Heavy can and wedged it in the latch to hold it shut. So good to go. It worked amazing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, fuck, we get up to Jigsaw, right? And I can't remember, Tony, were you still riding with Graham at that point? No, I had hopped out right before that, because I figured it was going to be pretty violent. <laughs> Graham is not even the violent one either, which is the funny part about this. That was yeah, no, well, I think we ended up stopped. And maybe Craig was in front. Oh, Craig was still on the ledge whenever we pulled up or trying to get around it or whatever. So I got out just to go stand with everyone else. We heard about JB making his own trail. Um, yeah, JB missed the, the right spot to turn and just turned up the hill in another spot. Craig, over a pile of logs. I went up there, and the last time that, that I was there, I was just, I don't know, just wasn't happening at all. You know, maybe I got a little more comfortable with the leaning the Comanche more, so I put it at kind of a stupid ankle and angle and just walked it this time. And I was parked like maybe thirty feet up above that ledge. Craig, he tried a bunch of times and it it wasn't happening, and then um, he just kept sliding off. And then so he went around a different way, and then Graham comes up and says, after a couple of attempts he says to kevin he's like hey can you can you get jay to pull up <laughs> kevin comes and tells me i'm like pull up i'm like there's 30 feet he goes well he said he's gonna hit it and i'm like all right I, if it makes him feel better i'll pull up well holy shit <laughs> what, <laughs> probably, what a four or five foot with the undercut eh, maybe not that big but it's pretty big yeah yeah yeah, probably three and a half to four at least because his Jeep was at a 45-degree angle, and when he hit it, it went past level. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Third gear just, you know, <laughs> let yeah. it go. Fuck yeah, that was pretty bad. And then as soon as the rear tires touched the ground again, the traction bar left the chat, and so did the rear drive shaft. And by the left... Chat, we mean shattered in Adam's 1350 drive shaft. Like, yeah. fucking gone. <laughs> well, and even worse, his whole Jeep was propped up then. The um, 
the traction bar was sticking straight down into the ground. <laughs> the back tires weren't barely trying to touch. Like <laughs> there was no traction. The rears were just kind of doing nothing at this point as that thing just held it like pogoed up in the air. Yeah, that was pretty bad. <laughs> and the worst part of that whole shit show, like afterward, is I was going to bring my welder that weekend for Graham to like just in case someone needed it. And I think probably about four or five of us had the same thought, but no one brought a welder. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I was too fucking lazy to drive up to uh, my buddy's house in Etowa. And fucking, it's an hour and ten minute round trip to go and grab the welder. And I was like, someone will have a welder. And I'm pretty sure everyone else had the same exact fucking thought. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm like, sure. since I wasn't taking my own rig or truck or anything, I was just riding bitch. I was like, nah, I'm not going to load up Jared's truck with anything else. Because I already had, like, a tote for cooking stuff and, you know, clothes, etc. I specifically remember you asking me, should I bring my welder? And I was like, nah, we're not going to need it. It'll be fine. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he asked me the same thing. I, I said the same thing. I was like, nah. <laughs> the retards from blue collar off-road showed up well and as it turns out though the people uh that run good evening like even though they had like a horse show going on and they had some stuff going on i mean we were seeing them about trying to fix gauges you know we needed we thought we needed an o-ring at the time and and they're like you know we stop at the office and uh, you know, like, they're like, oh, yeah, meet Matt at the garage and this and that. And he gives us, like, a whole O-ring kit, says, use what you need and bring them back, you know. And Kevin says something about maybe, you know, I don't know, it might need welded. And he's like, bring it up, I'll weld it, you know. <laughs> like, I mean, they were just, you know, no second thoughts. They were just like, oh, you need welded? Bring it up. We'll take care of it. He goes, I don't know, it might be aluminum. And the dude says, well, okay, I'll weld it. <laughs> just like didn't even matter you know they were just like they really they really want you to have a good time there and that place is just it's one of the best i've been to i've been a lot of places and it's cheap 52 yeah. bucks for the weekend and they don't charge for passengers yeah right we should stop telling people about this it's gonna be overrun <laughs> <laughs> we're not that popular come on <laughs> no but Really quick, like, I'm going to give the podcast a quick little stroke. We did just break 30 fucking K downloads this week. It's got kind of oh, nice. wild. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm going to leave it at that because no one wants to hear podcast analytics, but I'm fucking happy with it. Uh, yeah, that's great. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Like I said, I'm fucking ecstatic with it. It's it's fucking wild to me that that many people actually gave a shit. Um, you know, it's probably the same 300 people listening to every episode, but hey, <laughs> more power to them. And Some of the early episodes were pretty rough. It's probably the last, like, 30 or so that have been pretty good. <laughs> I'd say, like, after 50, we started getting better. Uh, yeah, but you know when you think about it, though, that's like almost a whole fucking year if you're doing one a week, <clears throat> right? Um, anywho, back to good evening because <laughs> fucking we are like doing the normal thing and sidetracking like a motherfucker. 
Um, so Graham's got his all- traction bar all fucked up, and Jake's riding with me, and um, I looked at Jake, and I was like, hey, uh, do you think we should probably turn around and try and pull him out? Because he's not going to make it out of here on his own. And I will let Jake kind of pick that up, because <laughs> his fucking story here is fucking great. Turnaround was like the hardest part of my weekend, and I wasn't even driving. Getting getting you down and around in total darkness, and then coming back up the hill we were on, when you were just banging limiter, and I'm trying to yell at you to tell you which way to turn, it, it wasn't easy. I mean, I wasn't intentionally just banging limiter to bang limiter there. I was banging limiter because, as we all know, Jeeps don't fucking move in reverse up a fucking hill. (laughs) (laughs) Only in two-wheel drive. Front-wheel drive. (laughs) Yeah, I don't fucking get it, but also I don't think that you would be getting up what we were trying to crawl in reverse in front-wheel drive. Uh, So, like, regardless, Graham gets turned around, we get hooked up, and by hooked up, I mean I had to put a whole D-ring, two D-rings on with a screwdriver, because, you know, <laughs> they get all stuck every fucking time. <laughs> so then, we're cruising up the hill, and then the whole dog situation happened at the top, which I want to clarify about that. In the last episode, you said 90 pounds. That thing was at least 200 pounds. <laughs> that thing was massive. That was a bear. <laughs> You were still white when you got back to camp. <laughs> the funny... I'm not trying to laugh at you. This is me, like, trying to laugh with you. The funniest thing was, you're like, D- do-, do you want to unhook here? And I was like, uh... Get back in? You said, <laughs> you said, I don't know. Depends on what that dog's doing. <laughs> That's what I said. Yeah. Um, I couldn't fucking see the dog. The dog was hidden by the pillar. So oh, I had it was, no... it was 200 pounds, I swear. It was huge. <laughs> so all I could hear was the dog barking, and I was like, uh, it depends on whatever I said. <laughs> but I remember looking over, after I said that, you didn't even fucking answer. You just grabbed the fucking door, swung the door, grabbed the top of the cage, top of the door, and you were sliding in with shutting the door before I could fucking even, like, get a cognizant thought in my fucking head and put it back into gear. <laughs> Just, well, and there's then, a, clarify, oh, this is about when you guys were going to go through that gate where the trail actually goes around the gate, right? So he got open, he got out to open the gate, right? But Yeah, so, so we did not see that part. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. We got through all of that, and uh, whatever. Graham's rig was broken. I think we can kind of skip through a little bit of the next day, because the next day was kind of a wash until about midday for us. I don't know what happened with you guys, though. And well, you guys maybe... slept until mid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you were still asleep at 11.30. No, or at the parts store. The yeah, I was at the parts store on my way back uh, right. again. Graham was still sleeping at 11.30. That's right. Yeah. Then, um, and I was uh, helping Gage. So, like, we were 
Gage got like five minutes into the woods and this just random power steering line failure set us back for a couple hours. Like, it, yeah, we made it. At the end broke. Like the little thing on the end of the, like about where the O-ring goes on a power steering line right on the, you know, the threads push up against the little dimple. That's split. It's not something that happens every day. But of course it happens when you're out trying to have fun, you know. Well, yeah, so we only made it, what, we hit a punny hole, then went over keyhole, which is all, like, right there in the field. And then Gage was having those issues. Jake made it through keyhole, and then we went back over the honey hole. And there was this really, like, kind of fucked up line on the edge of the hillside there that you went around one of the house-sized boulders. And if you made like one wrong move toward the hill you were probably barrel rolling 20 or 30 feet and we watched this badass cj5 that was still like just leaf springs and 37 reds and stuff walk that line oh cold then, race fuel oh yeah <laughs> was race that fuel smelled like- no it wasn't no, no the no. uh the, the blue give you the uh code scanner yeah that group Okay. Yeah. Okay. And they were yeah, super that... cool too. They were offering us like, you know, the guy sent me because whatever parts we were looking for, he's like, go find the red Dodge in the parking lot in the bed. There's two toolboxes, you know. I mean, like, super cool. Everybody we ran into there was awesome. And uh, one more thing to say about Good Evening, it seems it's the only park that I've been to so far that you roll in and it's all built shit. Like, you don't have the Jeep on. Like Jeepal and JKs and 35s going there. It's everyone's on tons or, you know, build axles and 37s plus. It's that. It's that and AOP for me. Um, AOP, you show up there and there will be a couple of people in 35s in the parking lot, but they're going to go and run the blues. They're not going out there to fucking run the blacks or the reds when you start getting into the reds there it just goes straight up to fuck yourself (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) well from what i've gathered isn't aop one of those parks that it's not that hard dry but as soon as there's a drop of rain it's a shit show uh, yes but no as soon as there's a drop of water it's fuck yourself So, the morning will be fuck yourself all the way until the sun dries everything, and then after it dries everything, you're good, and then at night, when it starts to fucking get damp again, go fuck yourself. So the night rides there are worse, even on a fucking dry day. Um, And then if it rains, it just goes from, like, a blue trail that you would be happy to drive your rig on 35s up without really that much extra thought. Maybe you'll hit a black obstacle off to the side to Luke is banging third gear rev limiter trying to go three feet. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Sounds about everywhere you go, though. East Coast. (laughs) Anyway. I mean, that's it's common for me, but I mean, like actually having to do it, not just doing it for the meme, right? Yeah. Um, 
sounds like Trail 22 at, Win at uh, Windrock for us last year. I um, There's this one... So Trail 22 at Windrock is a blue. Whatever it is, it's And um, there was a big clay hill that was just a straight-up shit show, and Jason's brother Brian and his little samurai on 33s goes ripping up it, and then I go up after him, third-gear revlimiter into Liberty, and I come around the corner, and Brian's just stopped, so I just plowed right into the back of him and kept pushing him, and we just kept playing bumper cars, everyone, all the way up that hill. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably stupid simple, like you could drive an all-wheel drive car up it on a nice dry day. Yeah, but all it takes in the south is a couple of drops of rain and the clay just becomes like unless you're running 43 Mickeys or 40 Mickeys or 43 SXs, your tires become gumbo balls. I think I think when I lived in the south, I think that's when people when I first heard the phrase slicker than owl shit and that I think we know what they mean now. <laughs> yeah, you ain't kidding about that like it's wild how fucking slick it gets. Um, so, I know that this is supposed to be about good evening, but we'll, I just can't let that remark go. Um, there was a situation that I got myself into at AOP with the Trail Trash guys. Uh, <laughs> we went after it had rained. So, I went for the day. They went for the weekend. Um, it was a good trip. I blew a fuel pump up. I've talked about it at nauseum on the podcast. But there was one spot on the blue that leads back to the access road or the access trail. Like we um we had skipped the access trail because there's a spot where it dips at like a twenty degree angle to the if you're going up the mountain it would be on your passenger side. If you're coming down the mountain, it's on your driver's side. So we said, fuck it, we'll take the blue because of how wet it was. Um, so my Jeep got hung up and I couldn't figure out what I was hung up on because there was like a two foot tall rock in front of me that wasn't grabbing my diffs. And behind me, there was the obstacle I just came down. I go to get out of the Jeep and fucking, like, almost pull my shoulder from holding on to the uh, door or the B-pillar and fucking my legs coming out from under me. <laughs> so that should give you an idea as to just how fucking slick the South gets. I was surprised <laughs> that fucking uh, Good Evening wasn't that slick. I thought Good Evening was going to be a shit show. But it really wasn't. No, and it was pretty manageable. Even yeah. wet. Honestly, I think we had better traction there in when we went in July with running water. Because it kept all the, like, obviously there weren't leaves on the ground then. And all of the dirt that builds up on rocks just wasn't there. Well, we, we had better traction in Cripple Creek and stuff. Not Right. Like, we had worse traction than on, like, just regular flat grass. <laughs> I don't know. Rubicon was um, Rubicon was a lot easier in July. That that hole at the entrance is way bigger now, though. Yeah, that's true. 
I definitely did not affect that hole at the entrance at all, nor did Graham with his 20 minutes of diddle-fucking himself in there. You mean because the tires on the right side just never touched it, or they never went down in there? Um, so, yeah, what was it? Um, Saturday, when we joined up with you guys again, we re-ran Cripple, if I remember yeah. right, and then yeah. don't know where else we went. Oh, we're totally missing... Jake and I got a good bit to tell of the morning, because we had split off with Damien... JB and Craig, and we went and did like a really big, like scenic green and blue trail loop. And then, which that was kind of cool just to do a little bit of trail riding. Then we came up Ice Cream Hill, right? Yeah, Ice Cream Hill. That's what it was fucking called. (laughs) (laughs) Where, um, you know, just another spot that Craig kept getting denied due to Pat's. Oh. Uh, that's why he wanted to do it again on Sunday (laughs) but um we ran something else that day too after that Leo's dead yeah Lion's dead Leo or Lion's dead either way right that was a fun trail too We, we picked up another rig with us as well we had that other samurai behind us or was that later? That was later. Yeah, that was later. after. That was after Cripple Creek. Oh, okay. That was uh, Copperhead, I think. <clears throat> yeah, Copperhead was the rev limiter beat downhill with the samurai with us and shit, right? Yeah, I remember the Sammy doing pretty good there. Yeah, did pretty well. Yeah, other than um, your quarter. Oh yeah, it's it's oh, a raisin. So that doesn't matter. We we got to go back to the the part where all right we're on before that the biggest event I'd say on Cripple was when Jake laid his on its side. Uh, yeah. like, three or four of us just push it up and we're like just push in the clutch and roll back some. And when he as he rolls back, Anthony ends up in a spot where he's like loses his footing. The thing the samurai just settles down onto all fours, no problem. But Anthony loses it all and just splatters on the hood. (laughs) Yeah, that was pretty great. Because, like, I had so much weight pushing the cage that as soon as the Sammy rolled away from me, I was going. And I had just enough airtime that I was able to look at the five-foot undercut hole to the right of the Samurai or dive for the hood. So I just dove for the hood. It only it only buckled a little bit. Yeah, there's like <laughs> it was a raisin before in that hospital. All the rest of us that were pushing are like, "What the fuck? Where did he come from?" It was like he <laughs> dove off this rock from behind us to land on this hood. <laughs> was yeah, awesome. that was pretty interesting. <laughs> then, as always, Casey was there to get the perfect video of it. Oh, I gotta see that. Oh, you haven't seen it? I'll send it to no. you. <laughs> it's in the Google Drive, so I'll, I'll just send it to you. <laughs> yeah, you know if it's in the drive, I can't find it. <laughs> You're one of them technologically illiterate. 
but yes. it's okay. That's exactly right. Uh, you only had to help me like what fourteen times today to get on to this. Thing. It's not. It wasn't even that bad. You'd actually be surprised. Um, fourteen times is not even close to our current record. <laughs> I'm not going to name any names, but there are some people out there that know how to build the most badass fucking rigs that you've ever seen. Logging onto a simple uh, online phone call, very complicated for them. Simple, you say. <laughs> I mean, it's considered it could have been worse. Yeah. When when we first started doing the podcast, it took me a solid like ten minutes to figure out how to do this. <laughs> but uh, I suppose uh, let's see. There was the swan dive incident. Then there was yeah. the runaway D nine in the woods. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I who'd have thought that with the topsoil on that hill? Who'd have thought the swampers would be the worst for that? Yeah. And the Coopers just walked it. Well, that was all driver, but... (laughs) (laughs) That front dig was pretty good. I thought you were rolling down the hill at me. That was the one time the front dig worked, though. I mean, it worked flawlessly that time, but every other time, you see me and they're struggling to shift, and then I just finally say, screw it, I'm just not going to do it. Yeah, so I think we should probably back up a little bit. This hill was, what would you say, probably a 50-foot run-up of topsoil to, like, a couple two-foot ledges? Yeah, like, not even big ledges at all. Yeah, it was pretty mild. Um, But everyone that was there had to put a massive beat-down show on just to get up those. I don't know if anyone made it out of that without some sort of body damage. Maybe JB. But I didn't get any there. Oh, yeah, <laughs> he just... didn't get any body. Right. I didn't but, get yeah. any body damage there. Yeah, because you were riding oh, with off. <laughs> and when when we did that, you know, here's another thing that happened there. I was walking by Graham's, and you know, you wheel with a lot of different people. People run different air in their tires and all that stuff. And I noticed his one tire was it's you know, it probably was already flat before he went up that ledge. But no, 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 that happened on that ledge. Well, it was already really, really low, I think. Anyways, you know, as I I just happened to be walking by and they didn't mention it because I was like, oh, I guess this is the pressure he's been running all day. Oh, yeah. But I think it might already been down a bit and then he ended up denting the rim and everything else. Then I felt like a dick for not mentioning it, you know, but but again, you know, I wheel with a lot of people that run really low air pressure, so I was just like, whatever, that's, I guess that's his thing. So, yeah, if it makes you feel any better, Jay, I noticed that that tire was lower than the others when we were at his shop in Mass. <laughs> and I made a comment to him, and he said, I don't know, it's fine. <laughs> well, I do feel better then. <laughs> well, I'm going to be honest with you. I have no clue what tire pressure is in my rig because I blew a bead, not like badly, but there was a very, very minor bump um, or burp, I should say, 
and then I hit the valve stem um, at AOP. So I swapped the core in the valve stem and just threw whatever it was until it kicked right. So I've got like two tires that I don't know what pressure they're at, and it's perfectly fine. Yeah, you know. that's pretty normal. Pretty normal. Uh, however, I don't claim to be smart either. <laughs> It, yeah. Do you have, any, do you have go any good axle shafts in yours, Luke, or is that stock. just stock Super Duties? Stock Super Duties. They seem to be holding up well. Uh, I broke two at Roush. Mm-hmm. Well, they they hold up well because the fucking motor doesn't run. Probably, unironically. Um, but. The normal thing as far as blowing that axle up, because I've done it a couple of times now, is it goes one of two ways. It's either the stub shaft lets go on hub number six or five or four, um, or it blows the ears off of the yokes. Oh. So... It's really, in the grand scheme of things, not all that bad. Um, I just, I haven't had the, I keep getting spares thrown at me. And I'm sure that when I go to stickies with my driving style, it's going to get far worse before it gets better. Um, But it hasn't been a big enough problem for me to carry up. Now, Makes when sense. you do finally go chrome ollies, are you going to go to 35 spline outers, or are you just going to go chrome 30 spline? I, I can't answer that question. I just don't know yet. Um, there's so much shit that is currently up in the air with that rig, and all of that has to do with whether or not I'm moving and where I'm moving. Um, so. The answer I'd like to give would be 35 spline inner and outer with super joints, but if I'm buying a house in the Knoxville region uh, for the job that I interviewed at today, you know, I can't say that I'm going to be changing anything, or uh, I can't say what the funds are going to look like for the meantime. or if I make another choice, I can't say what stuff is going to look like. It's, you know, everything's so fucking up in the air right now that, like, even if the tires that have been for sale don't sell, I'm not going to be all that upset about it because I'd rather just be saving money at this point. Life gets in the way sometimes. It really does. Um you know, I would love to put 35 splines inner and outer chromos <laughs> with super joints in there. Uh, just get the whole Yukon package so I don't ever have to fucking worry about it again. But I can't say right now that that's guaranteed to be in the cards. Uh, as far as life getting in the way, that's all right. I'm selling Cherokee truck totally starting from square one because life's been kicking my ass lately. So, but. It's the right move and got to play adult sometimes. Yeah, fucking sucks. Um, yeah, so, you know, 
it holds up all right as it is. I'm not getting rid of the Jeep. Um, I don't know what I'm going to be doing with it in the future. I'm trying to get it ready to go for the Thanksgiving run with Trail Trash. But once again, we revert back to life gets in the way. And I'm currently scheduled to work that weekend. So unless something else happens, I don't know. Um, yeah, so we'll get there when we get there. Um, speaking of, I got to ask. Jake, are you doing anything with those toy axles? Because I know you blew up a set of stock shafts. Are you going to be going to bur or upgraded berths or something? Yeah, so like the next phase in that thing is go to 529s and do 30 spline long fields probably. You forgot to mention the 39s. Uh, especially since I have the 39s now. It's probably not going to be too good with stock shafts. I suppose that you're probably correct on that. Yeah. But, I mean, it makes, like, 60 horsepower on a good day. So, I'm not that worried about it. And also, I don't... I don't know what you were talking about with it being slow. That thing's great. You get on it in fourth gear, and you're doing, like, 20 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so... We talked a little bit, I suppose, going back, uh, about what Gage's rig is, uh, besides just a fucking freak show, because it's a goddamn fucking freak show. Um, yes. So, it's the Cummins-powered YJ on 42 Swampers? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so we're coming up Copperhead, and that thing sounded like a D9 trying to raw dog a train. <laughs> that's pretty um, accurate yeah yeah it, it was wild to watch and to hear because he's just getting on it and the only thing i could think through that whole time of watching it was wow he's getting fucked by the fact that he can't build boost honestly he's also only in single low so he has the um EcoBox 205 setup, and yep. he doesn't have the shifters in the Jeep yet, so he had to crawl under it to shift it, so he just left it in single low the whole weekend. So that if it was in double sense. low, if it was in double low, he would have been building boost right off the bat. It would have been but third gear by for the ledge. Wheel speed. <laughs> yeah, it definitely would have been third gear, though. Yeah, even his uh, even his regular shifter is just bolted to the floor right now, which in the Corbos that lean back way far is almost impossible to reach to upshift. So, I mean, he wants you know he's got to build a console and stuff and and move the shifter and add the shifters for the he has all the stuff. It's just no time to get it done before that trip. So, there we were. Yeah, so, yeah I was just right. happy he made it out. Yeah. So did he just slap the thing together enough to come down? No, it was it's been together he got the twelve valve swap done springtime and 
Yeah, like he, right before he had wheeled it. He like started a business this year and everything, and he was able to get out a couple times with it, but it was still pretty untested. Okay. Um, I think it had. Honestly, I think he has way more road miles than trail miles with it, because that thing will do seventy down the road. Yeah, he goes down the road in that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was nice. <laughs> 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 cantilever coilover suspension and all on 14 bolts and 42s i want to yeah. see that going down the road now <laughs> i do feel like that would be hilarious it's pretty great the only reason he gets away with it is ohio has like no vehicle laws you could literally build a car out of two by fours and drive it to work probably sounds like fucking ohio for sure <laughs> um. So that night ride on fr- Saturday, yeah. though, <laughs> that was fun. Yeah, that was Look, pretty Chadillac. Chadillac. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was good trail. Right. Seemed like nothing until it wasn't. You know. Oh, God, JB was bitching the whole way up to the top. Oh, this is nothing. I thought this was going to be hard the whole yeah. fucking way. And then he, we get to the top, and he's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> well, that's funny because JB was like, before that, he was like, he's like, I don't, I don't usually want to drink beers and then go wheeling. And then, you know, he's like, I don't know. I had a couple beers, so I don't know if I'm going to go. And we're like, okay. Whatever, pussy. And then he's like, okay. Yeah. (laughs) And then as soon as we told him Graham was down, he's like, fine. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that was a good time. That shit, at the end, though, like, I actually let Kevin drive up most of that, and we were just having a good time. You know, I had music blasting and all that stuff, and it was, you know, it it was a good trail, and then... You know, there's just some obstacles along the way that are not terrible, but they're enough to be fun. And then you see that wall, and he's like, uh, I, I ain't doing that. Yeah. It's like, I'm, I'm not driving yours up that, no. So, <laughs> he's like, this is you. He's like, all right, whatever. <laughs> I can't say that I blame him, though. Because before you even got up to that, right, I think Graham was on it. Yeah. Yeah. Um so I'll just I'll save the major retelling, but my favorite moment in that entire thing was hey Graham, just remember you have a thirteen ten with no anti rap bar. Yeah, you're right, I should probably take it easy. Mm-hmm. Ah, fuck it. It's only a second gear roll in. Literally right after I fucking warned him to take it easy, that drive shaft left the fucking chat. In all honesty, though, he wasn't even beating on it when it broke. I was standing there. He was kind of trying to let it crawl, and I watched the pinion start to walk upward, just little bumps. And I was literally about, the words were about to leave my mouth, and he railed it hard, and I watched the axle wrap. The pinion was at facing the floor. Yeah. <laughs> and then the drive shaft left the chat. It was... Those rocks were so slimy right there. I didn't think that he was going to have that problem just because didn't think he'd ever get the traction to have that problem. 
Dude, that Jeep no. is a fucking enigma. Graham will get the traction anywhere that he's not supposed to. Yeah, that's what was weird. That Jeep does really, really dumb things. And if he was here, I'd be shit-talking it. But since he's not here, I have to talk it up. Um, but he can make a lot of stuff look very, very easy. Uh, just due to his driving style. The only time that that fucks him is when he gets into a position he shouldn't be in and should just pull cable. Because the rig will almost fucking be there. And you know that feeling that you get where you're like, Man, I felt that thing fucking starting to climb. I know that if I back up, hit it six inches to the right with a third more gas, it'll go. Yeah, that one is, more. <laughs> that is the feeling that you get every time you get denied in Graham's rig. It's not that it doesn't want to go. It's that it just... The conditions weren't perfect this time. But you can make them better. So, he has the nickname of Mr. One-Shot, um, and then the other problem he's got is that rig feels really fucking good crawling up a V-notch, so he sticks his tires where they shouldn't be every single fucking time. It's hilarious. <laughs> um, That's leaf springs, the stability. I don't know, my bobblehead feels really fucking stable, and I think I proved it's pretty fucking stable. In all honesty, Luke, after watching your rig at Good Evening, it made me a little worried about how I would like my Cherokee once it's four-link. Because I've always been a huge fan of leaf spring rear and link front because of the stability, and yours just looked like a total bobblehead. Not saying it didn't work good, just it I wasn't... Everyone says that. Looked like it was working. Put it that way. Yeah, everyone says that it looks like it flops around, but it doesn't feel like that in the cab. Like, next time we're at Good Evening, I'll have to take you for a rip with me. Because when you're in the cab, it feels just like, yeah, whatever. We're good. Right. Like, like I, a carnival I was in there for a while, and I didn't feel anything weird. Yeah, and we went up some really stupid shit going way too fast because we were trying to get caught up in the woods. We were bombing to catch up with you guys before the jigsaw incident, like, on rev limiter in second and third. <laughs> so. You know, I'm not the smartest. I don't claim to be. Um, so, let's see. We sh... Yeah, we're at Chadillac. Um, Graham broke his shit. Jay, Jay was playing around on that ledge over there. Saw oh, that. You were getting it pretty fucking good on that ledge. Yeah, I thought I thought I had a chance, but dark and all mud and all that didn't help. You know, I I would say Jay, if we went back and hit that during the day we probably would have been able to get you up there without winching. That's really good. With an arc, just, we couldn't see enough of what was going on. Also, at this point. Oh, sorry. I think you were going to say that some of you just couldn't see, probably. Yeah. Uh, 
I was going to say everyone was pretty liquidated and feeling good at that point. So, yeah, was everyone was way, that, night, that night run was sponsored by uh, Moonshine. So, <laughs> everyone who wasn't driving, all the spotters, let's say, were for sure. <laughs> hey, I was at a point where I knew not to spot. Yeah. <laughs> Once so, I was stuck, Kevin came to hook up my winch and. Uh, apparently it was like hanging from my front bumper because he slipped right under my rig while I was standing up vertical. <laughs> and uh, he's yelling, don't move. I'm like, well, I can't move. I'm stuck anyways. Like, I don't know what he's talking about. I didn't know he was up there hanging from my bumper. Like, <laughs> good that times. Was a good fucking time. Um, <laughs> yeah, so oh. while they were dicking around over there, we um, we got... JB got up the right line. Yeah, JB got up the right line. Craig got up the far right line after a beatdown. And then... Craig winched. Oh, yeah, Craig did winch. I forgot about that. Yeah. And then, did you and Damien go up before or after? So, Craig winched up, and then Damien found, like, the perfect samurai line to just go a completely different way than everybody else was going. So, he, like, completely crawled up it in first gear. And then I had to give her the beatdown a little bit, but I made it up. So it wasn't too bad. And then somewhere in there, we had Ben in the Honda Talon, who always, and I quote, says, I don't do rock crawler stuff. We <laughs> had him hanging tires in the air while power braking, trying to get all four to spin in the Talon and climb this ledge while we have like three guys hanging on the winch cable trying to pull him up the ledge. Because his winch cable wasn't working. At at one point, I swear I heard Kevin yell, "You ran over my foot." Oh, yeah, he got he got fully ran over. Yes. Yes. Out of there. That's awesome. And <laughs> <laughs> didn't even want to look at the side by side after he got it up. And like twenty minutes later, I'm walking past. I looked at his passenger side rocker, and everything is just ripped off and smashed in. And he was like, "Oh no, I don't even want to look." <laughs> These things happen. It's okay. Right. Yeah. It's only a $25,000 side by side. No big deal. That's fine. <laughs> um so you guys kept going up Chadillac. Yep, right. And we disappeared. <laughs> yep. JB didn't want to leave you guys, but you insisted yeah. you'll be fine. <laughs> We were fine. Yeah. Rand insisted. Yeah. I didn't the rest say of anything. The rest of Chadillac was a really good trail, but uneventful. Like, there were some cool rocks and obstacles and stuff, but no one really got hung up. Um, I, have a picture of, I have a picture of Craig dragging a tree halfway up the trail, but other than that, nothing major. So, no big deal at all. Right. Then we get back to camp and wait like a half an hour and you guys aren't back yet. <laughs> Nothing was going on there. Graham's just trying to say when to go in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, at that point, once like we got the call from or somebody made the call like we gotta go get you guys. It was like Autobots assemble. It was like every single person running to their rig and just tearing off like in Every direction. 
Oh, and we had the Samurai Drag Race. Yeah, we had a a 90 horsepower overall total Samurai Drag Race between two (laughs) Samurais. I hope you won. No, Damien won. Damn it, Damien. He had to shift four times. (laughs) 90 horsepower. Uh, I'm kind of glad that it wasn't one of you guys that came and found us, though. Well, yeah, that was the plan, was like, if we found you, we would just call someone else, right? Then the worst part is, is we were with Jay and JB. We were following them, and then we went, when we had finally had you bang limiter and heard you behind us, we had gone all the way down to the entrance of Cripple Creek, and we're like, there's no way in hell they're this far down, turned around. And then, at that point, we headed back one of the other service roads toward Chadillac, thinking you might be off in an offshoot somewhere. So so you guys actually went by them. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. Everybody did. (laughs) We all did. Multiple times. Yeah. And I'm just sitting there winching us 25 feet, 30 feet at a time. Further and further. While Graham was drinking the last beer. Fucking asshole. <laughs> I will fucking shit talk him for that. Um, you know, that would have been one point where the little bit of extra consideration would have gone a long fucking way. <laughs> but it's okay. It's okay. Um, I remember hearing JB and J. J. Uh, not J's. I guess that works either way. Um, pull up, and I was just kind of like, ah, fuck, I don't have to do this again. Richie hops out, and I berated him until I got a smoke, which was classic. Mm-hmm. And then the shit show started. What shit show? <laughs> I there watched that Comanche. It's a fucking show. I watched that Comanche go up that whole fucking trail sideways. That w- that classifies as a shit show. <laughs> Probably. I was upshifting and all that, and it was just like, <laughs> along the way, you know, it was steep to begin with. And then all of a sudden, when we saw that it got steeper, I just banged the next gear and was like, mm, you know, just mat it out. Let's see, because I'm like, I don't know, that, that Cherokee probably weighs more than the Comanche, so... That it Cherokee is at least 58. Uh, yeah, what mine's got to be less. I would think mine's got to be less than that, but... I, I fully think that Graham was heavier. Yeah. I don't doubt it. Graham's rig is a fucking pig. <laughs> and just, all, all I can say is those poor people that were just trying to fucking sleep at the top of that hill. <laughs> yeah. Well, we come out the top, and, you know, when we made it out the top after a whole lot of LS rev limiter, uh, I think me and Kevin must have said, yeet, yeet, I don't know how many times. (laughs) (laughs) And then there was... I could actually hear you guys screaming, yeet, yeet, over (laughs) the fucking LS. (laughs) We were having a good time. And and then my stupid whatever the thing on the dash uh, the little dash pack thing you know gives you all your information. Uh, 
it starts beeping like crazy after I let off the top. One of my fans had quit back at the beginning of the weekend. So, so we were hitting 115 Celsius. That's my only complaint about this stupid thing is it only reads temperature in Celsius. And I don't, that's you like know. 240 degrees. Yeah. So, you know, that's not terrible. It was not. just a little zesty. Yeah. It's not, it's not good, but it's not bad. So I was like, whatever. It's fine. I don't, I don't read metric anyway, so. Yeah, we get out of the best. Jeep, and Graham gave me the last sip of the last fucking beer at the top, and I was like, thanks, Graham. Um, oh, so and Jake called back. Up. Mm-hmm. You got all the fucking backwash. You didn't get beer. Yeah, <laughs> But Jay comes walking up and he's like, hey, um, we're at like 115 degrees Celsius, but thankfully I can't fucking read. And it was just fucking hilarious. And as he's doing that, he's pulling out one of those grape cigarellos, fucking get the lighter already growing, finishes the statement, lights it, takes a big old puff. And then shuts off one of the lights on the side of his head because he had that fucking ridiculous double flashlight thing, like the skull crusher mount on top of his head with the, uh... that thing is kind of cool though. I do like yeah, it. Yeah, don't be jealous. I'm a little jealous. I'm not going to lie. It, I was uh... very jealous. <laughs> I, it's one of them things that like it says, you know, it shows you all the pictures on the package or like wearing it around your neck. But then you turn your head and you can't see shit. So I just stick it on my head. Works great. Seems and it's rechargeable. Yeah, it's rechargeable. Even better. I um I was very smart and before we left for the night ride, I've got one of these nice like streamlight rechargeable uh head ma- headlamp mounts. I made sure it was chilling on my pillow. Safest place for it. Yeah, I didn't lose it. Yeah. I just didn't use it at all. <laughs> Um, and I felt That's super like smart. off of, uh, candlelight, I mean, Graham's headlights. Dude, those things are so fucking bad. I can't wait to get back to bullying him about that. His, well, <laughs> all his, like, his taillights, I mean, like, his new, his new rock lights were brighter than all the lights. We couldn't even see his taillights <laughs> when we pulled up behind you guys in the dark. How were mine in the dark? I would think they were pretty good, because they're just trailer lights. I, I honestly don't yeah, I don't either. Um, I do definitely need to wire up a set of cubes facing backwards. That is yeah. one of the things I learned from that fucking trip. I, it, and that's like, maybe it's not, it's definitely not every vehicle, but I've been in a situation before with a Cherokee on tons and all that, break the rear drive line. You'd be surprised what they will do backwards. Two wheel drive. They won't. They won't move on flat ground forwards that way. But if you are front wheel drive only and you turn one of those pigs around backwards, you can do a lot of shit. But Graham didn't have reverse lights at all, and his tail lights sucked. So like you guys didn't stand a chance of trying it even. Well, and the Cherokee Jay's talking about is the notorious. 7,500 pound XJ with big ass boat sides and IROCs. 
How the fuck do you even get an XJ to double its factory weight? A lot of quarter-inch plate. Well, we don't know that it was that heavy, <laughs> but we don't doubt that it was that heavy, let's say. Alright, that's fair. Was it, it was still on and everything? Yeah. It was on 99-04 Super Duties, and it had 39.5 IROX, but they were on a 17 by 10 with a weld-on beadlock. So, at 20 PSI, it would blow the inner bead off. Jesus. It That's was annoying. It was an awful combination. <laughs> and well, it had the classic AW4 that shifted with four toggle switches. That's even worse. Um, the only thing that I'll go back to is that the fucking... What is it? The... IROX, generally, I have found work better backwards, too. I don't know why, but they work better backwards. Or at 2 PSI and a 2,800-pound Samurai. I'm not going to dignify that with a response. <laughs> nor am I going to dignify the thought of going to Hydro Assist with a response. You don't even have Hydro Assist on yours? No, I was talking about Damien's rig, because oh. he was saying he wants to do Hydro Assist, and I'm like, "Oh, it's a buggy. Yeah. Just oh, get over I it. I don't have Hydro Assist either. Yeah, but you have plans, at least. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have parts. <laughs> yeah, right. I know I'm just going to say it. Like, Just go fucking full Hydro and don't look back yeah. uh, for what you're doing. Yeah, I have the RAM and stuff. I bought it off Jay a while ago. I just haven't gotten around to putting it on yet. Courtesy of the forklift guy. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I, Build it with tractor parts. I actually had full hydro on mine. My frame was cut short. My winch was inside the grill of the Comanche. And then I decided that I wanted to drive it on the street some. So I had to rebuild frame off the front and then add a steering box and well, I haven't streeted it at all, so now I feel kind of stupid. <laughs> you know, it is what it is. Wasn't there also something with trying to actually fit the LS, too? Wasn't there an issue? No, it was already in. Oh, uh, yeah, that's uh, right. Yeah, it was already in, but uh, it just all got ugly. I don't know. This thing's been all over the map because I didn't want to. I didn't want to build it this way in the first place, so you know it happens. You know, I would agree and want to build it in a sixty. What's that? I said four three, the wrong Dana sixty. Um, oh yeah, bunch of shit that was laying around. I thought I'd make a rig to hold me over, and well, here it is. It's holding me over. That's great, but this isn't the pile of parts I started with, even. Not exactly, so. And What's I still don't quote? have anything in it. What's that quote from Matt from Bleep and Jeep? If I started it wrong, I'm going to finish it wrong. That's how yeah, I roll, too. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's a cool rig, though. It definitely gets the job done. Thanks. Yeah, it works great. And I honestly, like, I mean, in those wheels and tires, I have another set of wheels and tires that are were on this and just they have not made the good evening trips because I didn't want to be 
plagued with any problems. But so, like, these wheels and tires are for the next project. But um, I probably have, like, six grand on that thing. Like, it's really, you know, and tubing's expensive. So that was most of it, you know. The doubler was the other most of it. The 5.3 was, it's a 5.3. It was, I bought a truck for 500 bucks. Had the, motor, had the bed sold for 500 bucks before I even picked it up. So, like, there's a lot of, you know, it's like, it's working out for what it is. Yeah, it sounds me up. I want to get more in depth on that on another episode. Just because it's such a interesting rig and there's so much to talk about with it, but I really didn't want to do that this episode without the rest of the guys here. So, yeah, that's cool. Um but it's it's one of those rigs where there's so much going on that if you take a quick snapshot of the rig in your mind, um, it just doesn't quite make sense. Um, <laughs> and then you start looking at the little details, and it's like, oh, that's kind of cool. Oh, wow, that's really fucking cool. Why is that built like that? Huh. Okay, that makes sense. And then the shit we were talking about, the fuel pumps and all that. Yeah. Um. But I don't know if there's really that much else for us to cover. I think we kind of covered the whole trip. Yeah, we got her in. Um, anyone got anything else that they want to add? That was a good time. It was nice to meet you guys down there. We had a blast. So, I got to ask, do, uh, do we live up to the hype or not? Yeah, you guys were a good time. Yeah, I'd say so. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we all had a blast. I mean, it, oh, I got, I got one thing to add. With uh, Richie, we're sitting around the fire. Then after everything, after all the Saturday night events, we're sitting around the fire drinking some beers, and I bring a couple different beers down, and he has options. You know, it was like, what was the one? Uh, it was a hazy IPA and a and a two time IPA. So he asked for a description, and I, I tell him that, you know, one's real fruity and one's, like, dirt. Well, like, it probably took five minutes till he, like, cracks his thing open and starts drinking it. <laughs> and he stops us, like, every, whatever conversation's going on, he stops us, and he's like, dude, your description was spot on, that tastes like fucking dirt. <laughs> it did. <laughs> Amazing. We started talking about the beefaloes. Yes, the people, <laughs> which I still think might be a made-up animal that he's telling I us about. That, I think that's I, a myth. I literally showed you the article about the beefalo that got loose in town. False news. And, and the rogue alpacas that are totally normal. Yeah. <laughs> that's just small-town fucking Connecticut shenanigans that goes on, though. I remember the beefalo saga. That was a good time. Well, I, and you I, I was a big supporter of Free the Beefalo. <laughs> you know, meeting you guys in person. So, uh, you know, I hadn't heard the podcast I, because I'm technologically challenged. But so all of you guys are pretty easy to understand. Uh, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of folks from the Northeast have a way different accent than we do. So 
that's where JB comes in. He, his accent and tone of voice is a lot harder to understand him. For me, anyways. I, you know, maybe not everybody, but like some of the things he says, I'm just looking at him, you know, and he's like, he'll have to say it two or three times. And I don't know, it's just a, you know, I don't know, Pittsburgh and all that, you know, we, we got a different accent. Like, you guys are all pretty, pretty, it's pretty normal. Mass, it's that upper side of mass accent is what you're talking about. Yeah, he has like that park, park your car in the yard thing, like a, and it's different, you know? He sounds like he's from Barston. I don't know where that's at, but okay. <laughs> you know where Barston is. It's where they got the, uh, the Red Sox. Oh, oh, yeah, Barston. Yeah, yeah, no, I got it, yeah. Yeah. And you got to make sure that you didn't leave your car keys in the car. That's the spot, yeah. Is that where he's from over there, really? I think so. I forgot exactly where he's from, but he, I got to make from that vicinity. That makes sense, because, I don't know, it was one of those first two night rides. I did something in the, in the Comanche, and, and, uh, he says to Kevin, he's like, oh, that thing fucks. And we're like, sucks? Sucks? What do you mean, sucks? Did that pretty well. And he goes, no, it fucks. It fucking fucks. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> that thing's fucking fox. Yeah. Wasn't so, we're here, here. <laughs> we totally forgot to touch on Thursday night, you and Kevin driving in circles. We passed the same trail intersection four times trying to find the squeeze. Oh, yeah. But we found that, it, didn't we? Yeah. But that was, that was Kevin's 21 Miller Light night. And, <laughs> oh, so he took it easy that day? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was also the night when we were getting ready for the night run. I didn't realize I was buzzed till I went to run from Jake's trailer to the cabin, which was about 50 feet. And when I hit the front steps of the cabin, I almost puked. <laughs> so that was cool. <laughs> we're, you know, we're leading and driving in circles. Like, I've been to this place once and only been to that obstacle once. And their map, it's... It could be drawn both with crayons um, or highlighters. We're not sure which. Which which would be just as good for me because I don't do technology, so like looking at it on some other thing would you know not be better. But uh, it just was like we just we crossed the same crazy ditch for the third time, and he and I look at each other and we're like, yeah, we're definitely going in circles. You know, the second time we thought we might be like shit looks the same in the dark in the woods, whatever, but. Third time, we're like, all right, we're sure we're going in circles. But we did, every other part of this circle was different, except for that same damn ditch every time. And all of a sudden, we pop up and we're at the squeeze, which is where we wanted to be. So, And the trail we took there was definitely not a trail till you drove through it. You think? <laughs> you were running over vines and ripping them out of trees and shit. Well, at that <laughs> point, I just didn't know where I was, I guess. Then, um, I'm sorry. Go ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead, Luke. I was gonna say I can't get over the level of like not lawlessness, but uh, lack of adult supervision that goes on there. 
Um, it's honestly the perfect mix. Like, you know, your tow rig's fine. Like, your tow rig's safe. You don't have to worry about anyone stealing your shit. But everyone's there having a good time without drama. Yeah, and the thing that was really nice that now that you bring that up is that we got through that whole fucking weekend with not a single episode of drama whatsoever. It was great. I think that was more of the group than right. anything. That was just a good group of people. Yeah. Yeah, it was a blast. Yeah, we left all the fucking idiots at home. Hey, sometimes it's better to do that. Absolutely. And we have no shows, but, you know. Right. Um, but I think that we covered the trip pretty damn well. Um, so I suppose that in the classic good evening style, um, we're going to blow a fuel pump and send a rod to God. Probably roll over on the wrong fucking obstacle because of Tony's shitty spotting. And Jake's going to miss the whole fucking party because he's at the truck fixing at birth. Jace is probably about to unload somewhere because he's got those weird fucking double shackles. And um, if that doesn't get him, it's going to be the Dodge 60. Have a good night, everyone. Later, guys.